Again, this morning, we're talking about your vote and the voting process. For more information about anything that we discussed this morning, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. And if you missed anything, you can listen to Sunday Morning Magazine anytime you like. Just go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Up next is Richard C. Bell. He's a voting rights expert and attorney. He's the author of the book, Voting, the Ultimate Act of Resistance. It's our pleasure to welcome Richard C. Bell to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me, Rodney. Now, Richard, as I understand it, you've been fighting for voters' rights for decades now. Tell us about your role and what led you to advocate for the rights of voters nationwide. Sure. So... For the past two decades, I have been on the ground uh, fighting voter suppression both at the polls and in the courtroom. And what I do is try to ensure that uh, voters get to have their ballots uh, cast and counted. I actually wrote a book about my experiences called Voting the Ultimate Act of Resistance. And I have gone throughout the country. um, Actually, uh, in Philadelphia, the police came for me, and in uh, New Jersey, a judge came at me, and uh, everyone came for me in uh, Florida. So I've been in a lot of different places and have seen what goes on on the ground in, in voter suppression. Sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's very in your face. All right. So, Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. You talk about <laughs> the police after you and all these other people after you in Florida. Come on, what's happening? <laughs> All right, I'm going to dish, but they got to get the book. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. give us a little bit. Give us some insight. This tells you laid it out there. You got to tell us a little bit about that. Of course I will. Your audience deserves to hear because everyone should know what really goes on. So, for instance, in uh, 2012, I was in Philadelphia, and I'm what's called a outside poll observer because I'm not a resident of the state. So I stand outside the polls and basically dispense information to voters, gather information. If there's problems, I communicate it inside to the inside attorney uh, who's a state resident. So in Philadelphia in 2012, there was this uh, new voter ID law that uh, about a month before the election, the judge says, no, it can't go into effect. But he had a silly ruling and said that poll workers can ask for ID, but you can't require ID. Now, I know it makes no sense, but it was what it was. (laughs) So the poll workers inside were asking and requiring ID of people, which is obviously against the law at that time. And so I would talk to people, tell them the law as they walked in. As they came out, I asked if they had any problems, and dozens of people had problems. And I had to send them back in and tell them to to quote this court order, and as I have seen in every polling place I've ever been, it is 90% African Americans who are having their their votes suppressed. It's just what it is. Um, I'm talking from two decades of experience. I've watched it, and I've, I've been in the courtroom. When I was in uh, Florida, the big problem in 2016 was that A poll worker, when people had changed their address in Florida, if you move within the state and you register, you simply have to sign an affidavit and vote at that polling place. This poll worker was telling people, no, you can't sign the affidavit. You have to go back to your old polling place. For some people, that's three or four hours away. It's a big state, Florida. Mm -hmm. So for that one, we sent people in. We had the same fight going back and forth. Finally, the supervisors of elections of the county had to reprimand him 
but not once. It took three times, but we finally got people uh, their right to vote restored. All right. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. This morning, we're speaking to Richard C. Bell. He's a voting rights expert and attorney. He's the author of the book, Voting, the Ultimate Act of Resistance. Now, let's talk about the book. You you mentioned it and you talked about some of the stories, but tell us a little bit more about the book. And I love the title because I think there's a message there. I'm sure it has some significance. Tell us about the title of the book, first of all. Absolutely. So why is voting the ultimate act of resistance? Because it turns anger into action and it turns ideas into law. Because, listen, we're at a very critical time now. We have the dual challenges of pandemic. We have uh, uh, racial inequality reawakening. Hopefully we continue uh, because people get lost in a news cycle. But that issue has to be at the top. And that step one is the protests, the marches and the race consciousness. And that's all terrific. But if we don't vote and turn that anger into action, those ideas into law, then we get nothing out of it in the end because that's how real change comes. What I like to say to people is we need to go from rage to engage, and engage means voting. All right, so tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, so the book is basically my experiences over the last two decades. Uh, I told you those stories in uh, Philadelphia and uh, down in Florida. I also uh, have done court hearings uh, in New Jersey, they have a great system where if you go to a polling place, you get turned away for whatever reason as a registration issue. You get to go to court before a judge on that day to see if you can get an order to vote. So I've represented many, many voters in that situation. I had uh, one in particular during the 2008 election, a young African-American woman, and there was some type of registration problem. I had a legal argument regarding that the motor vehicle department was supposed to uh, allow her to register there, and they never asked her, and that was a good legal argument at that time. And I had a very stern judge, and that young woman wanted so badly to vote, and the judge uh, was going the other way. And I won't ruin the end of the story, but it was a struggle and a half, and that judge was screaming. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Richard C. Bell. He's a voting rights expert and attorney, author of the book, Voting, the Ultimate Act of Resistance. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. Now, let's talk about this. You touched on this. You talked about being in the courtroom on Election Day. You talked about um, being in um, some election polls on uh, election Day. So what will Election Day look like for you this particular year, this year, 2020? OK, sure. This year I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to uh, to a battleground state and work outside the polls again, advising voters, giving information. It's most likely Pennsylvania. I'm waiting for uh, for uh, a final say on, on exactly where I'm going. But that looks like it's, I try to pick always key battleground states. So I can make a difference there. Um, and Pennsylvania really looks like, uh, like like the focus this year. And obviously, there's just been so many court rulings. And now the Supreme Court has taken one of the Pennsylvania cases. So we don't know exactly what all the rules are going to be this year. So we want to make sure that the Pennsylvania voters are advised properly and that they get to exercise their right to vote. OK, so, Richard, explain to us what does voter suppression look like? Oh, absolutely. 
we think of voter suppression uh, from the Jim Crow era when it was in your face with poll taxes and uh, and uh, well, now we still have those ex-felon laws, which is kind of modern day uh, Jim Crow. But as the uh, uh, some commentators have said in the last few years, Jim Crow has grown up and he went to law school and he's now James Crow Esquire mm. because there's all these laws out there that are doing the work that uh, that Jim Crow used to do. So you have things like polling places get closed down in African-American and Latino neighborhoods by the secretaries of state of certain states. So what does that do? That means there's big lines. That means people need transportation to get to their polling place. Very makes it very difficult for people. What else happens? Registration and address change and ID, ID laws, obviously the strict ID laws restrict people who may not have the exact type of ID that certain states require. And that has been shown by studies to disproportionately affect the African-American Latino communities. So that's the kind of thing, obviously, voter intimidation, which we're always concerned about at a polling place because it's a federal crime during a federal election to block a polling place entrance or to be screaming at voters or things of that nature. These are the kinds of things that happen. What can people do is what I'm always interested in because I want the voters to know that they have certain things they can do. The first thing is right now, everyone in your audience should go to a nonpartisan site, vote. Dot org, vote.org, and check out their registration. Make sure they're registered. Make sure there's no address problem or other problem on the rolls. And if it is, you can most states you can still rectify that and make sure you do that immediately. And when you get to the – and early, 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 if you're going by mail-in ballot, return it immediately. Um, I know in Ohio here's – a, here's a thing in Ohio where you have only one drop box per county. So if you don't want to mail it, you have to actually go to the Board of Elections Dropbox to do that. So early, 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 if you're going to do that, make sure you do. You get transportation to there. Otherwise, if you're going to mail it, do it very early. Because most things can be resolved if there's time to resolve them. If you wait to the last minute, bad things happen. So your voters have to take that advice early, 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 and make a plan. And the other thing is, if you are at a polling place, and I'm not there, or someone like me is not there, because we have lots of uh, excellent lawyers out throughout the country, outside and inside polling places. But if you don't see someone like me, I always wear a sign, can I help? And if you don't see me, there is a great nonpartisan organization called the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights, and you can call them right from outside that polling place. It is 866-HOUR-VOTE, 866-HOUR-VOTE. They have lawyers on the hotline, and they can advise you what to do if you're having a problem voting. But the other thing is you must check the rules on that vote.org. It'll tell you what type of ID you need if you're in a state that has ID. Um, The other thing is um, obviously, if there's any type of issue regarding intimidation, like I said, you need to inform authorities about that. Uh, hopefully there's someone outside. You call that number. Obviously, if there's any threat of physical harm, you, you call the authorities. But I think the thing you need to worry about most is getting your own house in order, making sure you're registered, making sure you do it early. 
try to go to early voting if you're going to do it in person or if it's a mail-in ballot or you want to drop it off, do it early because election day obviously becomes the time where the lines start to form, potential problems do occur. So you want to make sure you combat that by doing it early. And please, misinformation. There's a lot of it out there. There's these robocalls we've, we've seen on the news, people giving out misinformation. Um, let, let the media do the fact-checking for you. You just do your voting plan and focus and move forward. Okay. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show, more information about our guests can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Just head there now and like us there now. We're talking to Richard C. Bell. He's a voting rights expert and attorney. The title of his book is Voting the Ultimate Act of Resistance. Now, Richard, what can we all do, the everyday person, the everyday citizen, what can we all do to fight voter suppression? Oh, Right now, you can volunteer to be a poll worker because poll workers are always needed. It's a great thing if you're especially younger and healthy because of the pandemic. Most of the poll workers uh, in the past have been uh, older, retired people, and obviously they're reluctant to do that this year, understandably so. So especially if you're a young, healthy person, volunteer to be a poll worker. That's a great thing. If you're a lawyer or a law student or you know any other type of uh, person that's civically interested, you can volunteer to be a poll watcher, whether inside or outside, like I do. Um, you can just talk to your elderly neighbor, elderly family member. They may not be online like you. They may not know all the registration rules and all the deadlines. Go on there for them. Tell them. Make sure they know deadlines and they get their, their mail in or however else they're going to get that uh, ballot in. Those are the best things that you can do because those are all within your control. Okay. Now, one thing that people I often hear um, is people say that, you know, I'm not going to vote. My vote is not going to make a difference. What do you say to that type of person, the person that has that mindset? I say to that person, you and 100 million others in 2016 didn't vote. That's how many non-voters that were eligible in 2016. Look at where we are. Look back to the year 2000. Al Gore lost to George Bush by 537 votes out of over 6 million in almost 6 million in Florida, which, which made the election go for Bush. Every vote counts. Number one, it's your civic duty. Number two, people died for your right to vote literally throughout history. Number three, voting is the only way that any change is going to take place is just remember the people in power are the people in charge of the laws and the people in charge of the policy. And we can yell and scream and complain as much as we want. But if we don't vote and get the people we want on the inside, then things are not going to change. So I tell every one of you that voting is the most important thing you can do if you want to see change in this society. And you just ask Al Gore, after the entire country voted, it came down to 537 votes in the year 2000. It would have changed history if more people had come out. Okay. I want to circle back. You touched on this. Um, I want to talk about the pandemic. You touched on a little bit about that, but what impact do you believe the 
pandemic will have on voting in this upcoming election? Sure. Well, it certainly is going to increase the number of people uh, using uh, vote by mail and mail-in ballots uh, dramatically. Uh, obviously, for many people, for safety reasons, don't want to go to a polling place, and that's well understood. So what happens there is now there is an effort to suppress the vote because of certain laws regarding whether or not your ballot has to be received by Election Day or postmarked by Election Day, whether or not you should have enough drop boxes, whether or not it should be postage paid, whether or not uh, it could be delivered by other organizations and group it together. So, you know, you may have a group of elderly people, you pick them up and they're all sealed and bring them in. And there's this signature matching or missing signature, which are two things that happen. And they have found a recent study showed that North Carolina, which has started to vote already, it seems disproportionately that African-American ballots are being rejected. And one of the main reasons is because this is their first time absentee voters. So you must follow the instructions extremely carefully. It's not that complicated, but it's got to be followed. There's an inner envelope, an outer envelope, a signature area, an area where you have to print your name. It has to be done right. Because in most states, they don't notify you if they rejected it. Fortunately, in North Carolina, they do notify you so these people can rectify the problem. And that's the other thing about doing it early. You can resolve problems when you do things early. Mm, Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Richard C. Bell, if they would like to find out more about the book, get the book, Voting the Ultimate Act of Resistance. How can they find out more? Yes, they can go to my website, which is 877calllaw.com. That's 877-C-A-L-L-L-A-W.com. Okay, and if they witness voter intimidation, voter suppression, things like that, what recourse, again, do they have on Election Day or before? Okay, absolutely. So this is what you do. If it's on Election Day or early voting, if there is an outside poll watcher like me out there, and usually we wear a sign or a button, you tell us about it. If you um, already go inside to the polling place, you certainly tell the poll worker. If someone like me is not out there, you call this nonpartisan organization of civil rights called 866-HOUR-VOTE. The phone number is 866-HOUR-VOTE. They have lawyers. They will make sure they dispatch people and inform the proper authorities. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Richard C. Bell, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Really good information, important information. More than my pleasure, Rodney, and everybody. Vote, vote, vote like your life depends on it because it does. All right. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Rodney. We've been speaking to Richard C. Bell. Again, the title of the book is Voting the Ultimate Act of Resistance. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Any workout, any mood, any time. 
That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.